that going. I just want to go ahead and share that. We're about to be there in a second. Okay, that's going. That's about to be recording soon. All right. Make sure the, all the levels is good. The levels is good. The levels is good. Come on. The levels, the levels, the levels is good. Let's see how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? Hey, diga, man. Get me on one, man. I got these three drunk uncles with a sports podcast. They say they got fire takes. Pure fuego. You find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe. Yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man. Do the pod beat app. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts. So, so if anything happens in the sports world, Mighty's gonna drop a take faster than a rabbit gets fucked. There's only three things I have in this world. My word my belts, and this podcast. And I don't break them for nobody. My T Sports. Season 7. Oh, shit. I think that's about my cue. Let's go and raise up these motherfucking curtains with people. Welcome back to another edition of the Marty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one knowing Tom Tomadela. It is another Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world, right? It is officially June 24th. I told you we was going to have a, we, we may have a podcast today. I told you today's podcast is going to be real light. It's going to be real quick. You understand? Today's a diet kind of podcast. So I hope you got all of your steps in because this is a kind of hydrate, drink water, and get your stretch on kind of podcast, folks. You understand? This is a big body podcast. You understand? This is a capital T podcast. You understand? This is You Should Be Here With Me podcast. This you should be your daily listening to the My Tea podcast. You, you, if you understand what I'm saying, and you would know what I mean. Podcast, yes, folks. It is the rubber edition of Mighty Sports Podcast, folks. It is officially hot as fuck today, folks. We have highs of 92, lows of 76. Current temperature right now is 91 degrees. And part of the reason why we have a quick podcast for you, let me slow down my rate of speed for you, because I ain't trying to rush through this motherfucker. Because my niece has her graduation party going on today. And so I told you guys, you ain't gonna get no podcast today at eight o'clock, but you was possibly gonna get one that early. And that was be and, and honestly, 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 a big portion of that is because of what happened with the Knicks today, folks. So we're gonna get into it all, folks. We're gonna talk about our draft picks. We're gonna talk about actually the draft picks are in more than anything else. We're gonna talk about the New York Knicks fucking the fans, right? We're gonna talk about we're gonna give you folks a blue chew coat to end out your week. We're gonna get into the brothers who got united. We're gonna talk about Irvin's list. We're gonna 
maybe. You understand? We still in like a half an hour podcast. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get all this shit in. We're going to get into some Britney Griner, Judge Settles, folks, Parker Makes History, Mitchell Wants Out. We got the birthday shout outs. We going to talk about, man, them suits, them suits. Oh, God damn, them boys are looking crisp in them suits. This may have been my favorite, my favorite year of suits. Folks, we're going to get into, try to get into that, all that and more right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. But you guys already know what we say. We're goalless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. But we did what we do. Welcome back to the Warriors Invitational, baby. It's what we do. It's always a good time to talk some sports. Let's stir this motherfucker up and get started. So, let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My team! Sports. Season 8. Season 7. It's like in heaven. We going 11. We talking bevels. You on my level. I take this shovel, hit you in the head. Now you sleep with the devil. I'm just saying. Now, folks, if you've been here before, then you know that we like to start out every single podcast with a nice little birthday party. Now, we got lucky today. I'm not skipping them. I'm not skipping the birthday party today. It just so happens to be that there were no birthdays yesterday and no birthdays today. Yeah, folks, what we like to do is that for the birthday celebration of the podcast, <laughs> for the birthday celebration of the podcast, right? We like we like to give a birthday shout out to everybody that had a birthday. This is the last time we was on the air. The last time we was on the air was Wednesday, so this would have covered everybody's birthday from today, and from yesterday and today. Keep up. But since nobody had a birthday, we got no birthday shout outs to give to, right? So what I'm gonna do is for every because there's only for the people that I know. So for all everybody that I don't know that has a birthday on June 23rd, wait. 623, 620. I feel like I know somebody with a birthday today. No, definitely May 23rd was definitely a birthday of one of my cousins. But if you if you if you know somebody, or if there's somebody that I just don't know about and you listen to the podcast, happens to be your birthday. Either yesterday or today, right? I'm mean, giving you guys time to, to, to roll your shit up or pack your bowl or to get yourself a little drinky drink going on. So you feel I want to wish you guys all how we do here, right? Yeah, you know what? DJ Mighty. And my boy Chill Will likes to say, because listen, we have our senior Cleveland correspondent, right, named Chill Will, and he does not like to miss a podcast to save his life, right? Or he doesn't like to be not involved in any podcast. So he always makes sure that I that I always make sure I give him a nice little special shout-out. So like my boy Chill Will will say, right, our senior Cleveland correspondent, right, Ohio correspondent. Also probably my... <sighs> Let's see. Which, you know what, though? We're going to see. I'm going to make, like, if he's going to have Ohio, I think I'm, I'm just going to make, I'm just going to make, you know what? It's something we're going to talk about over the summer. Something we're going to talk about over the summer. All day, every day, on Broadway. All right? But, folks, DJ Mighty, go ahead and drop that beat. Yeah, this is how we celebrate birthdays on the Mighty Sports Podcast. So while I don't have any personal birthdays to give into, right? 
this, I'm gonna still give a birthday shout out to everybody that had a birthday on June 23rd and everybody that had a birthday on today on June 24th that I don't know about. So, are we getting to this? Now, I want to wish you a happy birthday, right? So, I'm gonna sing your birthday song and we're gonna get right into it, right? Right? Because for you guys, because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday. Back from the top, you ready? Because yeah, it's your birthday, we said it's your birthday. It's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. Because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. So again, it's a birthday shot to everybody. I had a birthday on June 23rd and June 24th. We want to wish you a happy birthday. Hope you party hard, enjoy everything, regret nothing. But more importantly, you get your week in that Bernie's on and you continue to stay. T. Check it, check it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm on Instagram. Like doing a live show with fucking filters on and shit. You know what I'm saying? Come gangster force. Right? But yo, DJ Mikey, go ahead and cut that beat. We got a we, we got a quick show today, right? We have a we have a nice little quick short show today. And well, and granted, right? I, and, and if you guys are listening, right, and you're catching this for the first time, normally we give you guys about a two to three hour podcast. I know that's a lot of talking and a lot of listening, but it's well worth it. Like I heard me in the beginning of the podcast, it's always a good motherfucking time to join. You know what I mean? To talk some sports. So normally you get you guys get about a, a, a nice little two to three hour podcast. Not today. It's my niece's graduate. It's my niece's graduation party. She graduated high school. Of course, Theo Chocolate's gotta be there in full effect. So I'm so I'm coming through trying to do what I do, if you know what I do. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure there's a there's a single tier in the in in the <laughs> you know what I mean there's a there's a single tier in the crowd that I have not that I would not have met I had I have not met yet that I can walk up to her and be like But we do what we do. Welcome back to the Warriors Invitational, baby. It's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Hit it with that bing bong. <laughs> oh man. So let's go ahead and get right directly into the podcast, right? Right, our first topic of the day, if you guys have been here before, you may actually know about the first topic of the day. Because our first topic of the day is our mighty topic of the day. And what this is, this is a this is when we find a topic that supersedes all topics that you may generally want to talk about. And we make sure that we give this topic a little bit of a spotlight on them. You understand? We, we, we put all the spotlights on them, all those headlights. We sign them shit on them and we give them their praises. Let's go ahead and get into our mighty topic of the day. And if you know who this involves, then I think you already know where I'm going with this. Hey, ladies. Wait a still need a short in there. I thought I had the right one. Hey, ladies, how you doing? All right, if you guys got your lady with you, right? You got you got, you got got a lady beside you, whatever you have with your significant other, I want you to text them. I want you to look at them. I want you to be like, hey, just ask them, how you doing? How you doing? Because you automatically are afforded more of a privilege than and what is currently being constituted to one Brittany Griner. If you do not know, Brittany Griner happens to be one of the 
most decorated female basketball players in NBA history. When in the, if, if you want to talk about who you may want to compare. Oh, that's why she balled the fuck out. My bad. As I'm talking about Brittany Griner, I'm also watching the Chicago Sky take on the LA Spark. We're going we gonna, to we gonna talk about what happened in this game in just a little bit. Just a little bit. Because R-E-S-P-E-C-T, tell me what it means to me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, it's my house and I live here. It's me, Casa, Eeyore, Vivaki, goddamn right, Vivian. Right, but but we, as we talk about Candace Parker, shout out to her again. I'll make it to All Star team, and, and we're gonna tie this back in in just a second. Right, but Brittany Griner is one of, is, is one of the most influential um, women in women's basketball. One of the most influential centers in women's basketball. Uh, the, one of the other influential centers in women's basketball. You just heard me mention her name, right? Because her and Brittany Griner are in a very rare category together, right? And what that is is that. Her and Brittany Griner are are two of the of the three women in history to dunk a ball during the game. Yes, Candace Parker and Brittany Griner. But let's get back to Brittany Griner, right? Brittany Griner, I like I like to compare her in equivalent to what is most people, what most um what, what most people may recognize more as as a Kevin Garnett kind of individual, especially when you bring her accolades into the mix. And we actually when you bring her accolades in the mix, she actually surpasses Kevin Garnett just a little bit because she has been everything to everywhere to everyone. Or she's been everything everywhere to everyone everywhere that she's gone. Not only is Brittany Griner a champion, she is now an eight-time All-Star, as she was also voted to this year's All-Star game as well as an honorary All-Star game. Oh, I'm, t- I'm sorry. I have not fully let you know what's going on, but let me let, first let you know about what's going on, um, who this woman is. She is an eight-time All-Star, two-time scoring champion, eight-time block leader, two-time peak performer, three-time NBA first team, three-time NBA second team, two-time defensive player of the year, three-time defensive, um, defensive first team, four-time defensive second team, all-rookie team. Should have won that rookie of the year, but mm, instead, right? NCAA champion, most outstanding player of the year, AP player of the year, three-time Big 12 player of the year, four-time defensive player of the year, high school player of the year. Like I said, Shorty's been balling since being she's been in high school. Not only has she been balling since she's been in high school, she has she has been one of the leaders in the LGBTQ community. And she is now currently being wrongfully detained in Russia on trumped-up weed charges as Russia tries to tries to leverage her to try to free up one of their illegal arms dealers. So what I ask from you, if you can, right, if you can keep her in your thoughts and prayers or whatever entity that you utilize for for hope and you know what I mean for, for for hope positivity and change let's keep it in those thoughts and prayers please because at this point in time that's really what most of us can do the ones that are rooting for her to have to have a to get a speedy recovery home like I said the government has made some loose attempts but uh eh, there's 
honestly, there's not really much you can you can do. And I understand that she may be a high profile American, right? But there's not really much that she can do. Like she's famous, but she's not important. You know what I mean? In a weird ass way. And and you know how how the government feels just about how the government feels about negotiating with terrorists. Period. So I don't see them. Un, 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 unfortunately, I don't see them exchanging her for the individual that they want back. When I say that she's not important, I mean I, I mean that. She is in a gov. She is a generally who will be considered, may possibly a government or a high profile, a whole powerful target, government individual with secrets, somebody that's that that has that has that has you know that has that has given blood, sweat, and tears for their country. Individuals with secret with, with secret and top secret clearances, and above, right? It's it's, it's one of those things. That's the only thing that that's the only reason why I think that she has that she's not returned home as of yet. This is because she may not be high profile enough within the government's hierarchy for them to exchange something of real value for her. They just want her free. We'll see what we'll continue to see what happens. We'll continue to monitor it. This is officially day 125 of Britney Griner being wrongfully detained on trumped up weed charges. And it's crazy too, because I told you she's one of the only three women in NBA, in NBA history that would dunk a ball during a game. Another person I'm watching right now, Candace Parker, she as, as her and her Chicago Sky, her and her championship Chicago Sky take on the LA Spark and they're whooping that ass. Part of the reasons I wanted to watch this game, if you're familiar with the podcast, I always like to keep a game on in the background. I don't have on any live any live games on. I didn't go. I didn't go to see what baseball games is on right now. I'm on a time crunch. But there's a particular reason why I wanted to watch this game is because Candace Parker absolutely balls out in this game. Right? She ends up recording. What's going on, Tempe? She she ends up recording what is now the th- her third triple double, which also makes her the all time triple double leader in WNBA history. She put up she put up a game where she had ten points, fourteen rebounds, and ten assists. And you can see it early. She was in this game. She um she is in a very I don't want to say she's uh, yeah she's kind of passive in a way, right in this game. She starts off very passive, and she's and she's making a lot of passes and getting her teammates involved, but not for nothing. They are beating the brakes off of the Los Angeles Sparks right now. We're coming down to halftime, and the game is fifty-one twenty-five Chicago. And I see. I, I have an idea now why not only is this game a blowout, but also why Candace Parker puts up her third triple double in her career. I also think she put up two this this season, if I'm not mistaken. So she so this season alone, her second year playing for her home team, after being traded to her home team last year and winning a championship with them there for her first year, she goes ahead and she doubles her all time triple double re- record so far, or numbers so far, and not for nothing. 
It could also be the change in her role. And when I say the change in her role, meaning some of the change in her ability. While Candace Parker is still very much so a double double machine, you you can you you can you you see them increased drastic even drop off of her scoring average, right? At one point in time, you're talking about somebody that was leading the league in scoring. You see it now that she's no longer the person that's going to put up 20 points a game, right? You see that. But what's starting to happen, well, 20 points and 10 rebounds a game. But what you, but what you are starting to see, she's always going to be a rebounder, right? She's always going to know how to box out and position herself. Always going to be one of the badass rebounders. She's going to take pride in that. Jump shot maker, everything else. Help defender. See there? Rebound. But also what she's doing now, she's also becoming a passer. And not for nothing. You talk about somebody that was averaging 20 points per game, but now she starts averaging eight assists a game. That's 16 more points. She wasn't averaging 26 points per game before. I'm just saying if she averages 10 and 8. So this new Candace Parker that we're seeing now, that's starting to get more triple doubles. This is probably something that she probably always could have done. Right, so then I was always there in the DNA, but was focused. But since she was always the key person on the team and always that center, that center spot, her mentality was probably always shoot, shoot first, pass second, rebound, rebound first, take it up, and that person that she dishes it out to, maybe they're not, they're not, they're not scoring off of that outlet. So I, so I can get why she hasn't had many so far. But yeah, here we go. This year she has two. And honestly, honestly, I won't be surprised if Candace Parker finishes, or, or not even finishes. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Candace Parker finishes this season with six triple doubles total in for her career, meaning that she gets a total of five triple doubles this season. I will not be surprised. Her role has changed. Her role has completely changed, and you, and you're starting to see the passer come out in her, but also. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and act like she don't have extra motivation for going against her former team. Like, that's it, too. Like, not only is she playing her former team, but with her new team, she the very first year she goes there, she wins a championship. So they are the champions going against her former team. And now she's playing at, and she's playing in front of her home crowd. At home, that is, in Chicago. Granted, the crowd in L.A. still likes her. Until they, until she's busting your ass, fifty six to twenty five. I love watching games on re air. It makes things so fucking peaceful. I just realized that I breezed through halftime a while ago. And don't forget to listen to the Mighty Sports Podcast. You can catch us just about everywhere. I'm pretty sure you guys are listening to us on one of these major platforms, folks. You can catch us on, you can catch us streaming on Facebook. You can catch the video there. You can catch us streaming on Twitter and on Twitter spaces as well. You can catch a behind the scenes camera on Instagram. I think I got the fish face up right now. You can catch, you can catch us on YouTube as well. If you want to call into the podcast, we do have a call in line, but you, the only thing that you need to do is download the Podbean app. On the Podbean app, where not only are we live there, but that is the way for you to call in and join the podcast. That is rem- that is actually remotely how we get in our how how we get in our other co-hosts, all the other drunk uncles and drunk aunties of the podcast, but also all guests and all callers. 
straight to the pod now. So if you want to call the mighty get into the mighty sports podcast. And if you look right down there, you see that link tree link, right? If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and Twitch as well. You see that little link tree link? And also the link is in all my bios. Follow that link tree link. On that link tree link, you'll see the you'll, you'll see a link to the pod Go ahead and grab it there. And that way you too can be a part of the Mighty Sports Podcast. We're not going to be here for long. I told you, I'm here. We're, we're here for a good time, not a long time. So, so once, so one again, as, as we as we wrap up our female segment of of the, of the podcast, right? One again, remember to keep. Hey, lady. Right, keep Britney grinding your thoughts and prayers, but also when it comes to Candace Parker, like that, 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 that lovely piece of fucking caramel chocolate. All right, let's give her a nice little big up as, as, as she as she continues to ball out at having her team with a record before this game of eleven and five, so they wouldn't they wouldn't improve to twelve and five. As I'm seeing little random white people fishing in the backyard. The hell is going on here? For Candace Parker at it. <laughs> I didn't want you guys to misconstrue what that was made for. But I'm telling you, we're not gonna stay here long. I'm gonna tell you something that what has been misconstrued, and I'm gonna misconstrued, and I'm gonna tell you this number one reason why I'm actually here, and that is to talk about last night's draft. I just had to get, I just had to get Brittany Grant out the way. I always have to get Brittany Grant out of the way, but I have to talk about last night's draft. Without last night's draft, I am not here right now talking to you guys. You understand? I'm already, I'm, I'm already at the party. I'm getting, I, I'm over, I'm already drinking. I'm already socializing. I'm already dancing. If there's dance music, I'm, you know, what I mean, I'm already having fun. But I had to get this out for you and and all you Knicks fans. So. It's not a sound that the New York Knicks were familiar with yesterday. Because the New York Knicks came into the came into last night's draft with the eleventh pick in the in, in the two thousand and twenty two draft, and they left that motherfucker with a pick in the two thousand and twenty five draft and two picks in the two thousand and twenty three draft, and no picks in the first round. As Oklahoma City g- grabbed their pick and gave them three picks, and one of them they had just acquired that night. Honestly, I was shocked. I was completely shocked because my first thought was that they were, they were, I thought they were swapping picks. I'm over here thinking to myself like, oh, the Knicks have done their research. They realize that the guy that they still want, they can get at the next pick so they can go ahead and, and, and swap picks with somebody. And maybe they, they do this and, acu- and keep accumulating a few other things. I know when they came into this draft, they said this draft wasn't really one of those talent-rich drafts, Right? But that's what they say about every draft. But and, and and normally you find about five to seven guys that you can usually keep. And you wonder, oh my God, this T and see, and then they seem to be like, man, you see, this person went 18th and the Knicks passed on this guy. And then this guy went 23rd and the Knicks passed on this guy. I, I hate that that's about to happen. Cause because it's been happening all week. Oh, look at all the people the Knicks passed on. They passed on this guy. They passed on that guy. And this guy went on 56, and he passed on them. Well, listen, if somebody goes at 56, the Knicks aren't the only motherfuckers to pass on him. I'm sorry. I'm in my feels right now. I apologize. I didn't mean to yell at you. That's coconut water, by the way. I needed to... 
I wanted some. I needed to refresh myself, but I also wanted some electrolytes and all that natural goodness that that coconut water gives you. Is that him, Goon McQuay? She looks so much different with her hair pulled all the way back like that. No wonder it's been, it was so hard for me to recognize her when she finally sat behind the booth. Yeah, sorry, ladies. Yeah, with your hair even peeled all the way back like that when you play your sports, yeah. Some of you do transform when you finally let that hair out and, and fucking twist up a couple of fucking edges and shit. You know what's funny? The twisting of the edges used to be just for baby hair, if I'm not mistaken, right? But now motherfuckers be getting fucking, maybe taking that like the regular hair that come down to their belly button, right? And they be pe peeling that shit out just to make some fucking nice little twisty fucking design with some of the you know edges. I swear, shit, shit done changed. Back in the day, it was less you saw. Then they used to good with me now, better try. So back to this draft. This draft starts off with a shake-up already, right? I told you guys we was going to come through here. We was going to go through about the first 15, 14 picks. We was going to go through the lottery of the draft. Don't know if I'm going to get through the whole entire lottery of the draft. I'm already at my limit. But this draft started off with a shake-up, with a nice little shake-up, which for the most part of the month, for the most part of the week, for the most part of the, for the, most part of, of the draft time that matters, right? Most people thought that Jabari Smith was um Jabari Smith was gonna go number one. Remember, I told you I thought Chuck was gonna go number one because I didn't think that I didn't think that Chet was I didn't think Jabari was going ahead of Chet. Like, honestly, yeah, you heard me talk about it. Like me and Chet was like, he was like, man, you ain't even watch. I'm like, okay, I still don't think that he, that you know I still think that Chet was. If, if you're talking about Jabari going number one, then I think that Chet should go number one. Think we drafted ahead of Jabari, and that's exactly what the fuck just happened. At the very last minute, all of a sudden, we're hearing it with about with about five minutes to go back before the draft. We're hearing it. We're seeing Vegas change their odds. We're hearing everything has just changed. Ozanowski is coming out that he's hearing serious talk that things may be shook up, and no doubt that's exactly what happened, folks. It was not Jabari Smith out of Auburn with the number one pick, folks. No, folks, with the number one pick of the NBA draft, the Orlando Magic pick Paulo. Banchero, who is like, kind of like Melo in a sense. Now, who went in the top three? That did not change. These three guys, the three individuals that you thought was going to go in the top three was going in the top three. The guys that you thought was going to go in the top five went in the top five. The guys that you thought was going to go in the top six went in the top six. The guys, you know what I mean? Like, for the most part, even depending on where you looked at, the guys that you thought for the most part was going to go in the top seven went in the top eight went in the top five. The guys went in the top five, went in the top ten. It wasn't really until like the 11th pick where the Knicks were at that you started wondering like, whoa, this guy wasn't even on the fucking charts. Remember, the Knicks didn't keep that pick. So, but the first, the first shakeup was the fact that Banchero end up, ends up going to number one to Orlando. And when I heard that, I was like, oh. Okay, so at least that portion of, of what I may have been hearing and what started coming out wasn't completely false. Chet Holmgren was a bona fide number two across, across all boards. Now, 
Jabari Smith would end up go, being drafted number three to Houston. And it was when Jabari Smith went to Houston, I started thinking to myself, I wonder. Actually, I started thinking this after the Chet Holmgren draft. I wonder if Sacramento knew about some kind of changeup or shakeup coming at the top of this draft. And maybe they're waiting to see what happens before they make their draft pick. Because also, remember, we talked about it. It was weird that everybody's trying to trade with Sacramento because they think that Jaden Ivy can, and that they may draft Jaden Ivy because he's the next best player on the board. But the next best player on the board happens to be a, 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 um, a place that they have been saturated with over the years and has done nothing for them. And they've already identified who's going to be their point guard of the future in the Aaron Fox. So that made us think, okay, that even from our end, that maybe if they, if they were unwilling to trade the pick, maybe they're willing to trade Jaron Fox and give this team up to up up to Jane and Ivy. Well, boy, were we wrong. We realize why. We realize why Sacramento was not getting off of that pick because honestly, the only team they would have traded with probably would have only have been Detroit. That's it. Detroit is probably the only team they, they, they would have traded with. So that means that you would have had to try to find a trade package. And, and, and not for nothing, that's what you do, right? That's what you at least try to do. About the next, like, hey, you get up to the, you get up to the, to the Detroit spot. And then when you get up to the Detroit spot, see if you can get up to the Sacramento spot and see what happens and see what it takes there. Probably didn't have enough assets to pull that off. But you have enough assets to try to pull that off next year. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Knicks was so frustrated. The Knicks was so frustrated in this draft. Because right there at Chet Hong, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Maybe maybe Jaden Ivory can fall to us. And then the fourth pick of the draft pops up, right? And with the number four pick, where every, where the, the the two sites that I, that I decided to reference, and one of these sites ain't going to be referenced next year. I'm sorry, they had way too many wrong in, in in the top fifteen. Way too many. Bleach, actually, I tell you, it was Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report had way, 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 way too many wrong. So I don't I don't think that Bleacher Report is going to get my no. Sorry, I'm lying. Not Bleacher Report, DraftNet. Draft, yeah, DraftNet.com or whatever. Yeah, they had way too many wrong. So I don't think I'll be utilizing them next year. Bleacher Report was made, was more accurate. So I end up using Bleacher Report and somebody else next year and see how they turn. Or I may do DraftNet, Bleacher Report, and a third to see. And, 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 and I'll give Draft.net a double elimination chance. Like if both of those sites end up being more accurate than them next year, let's have to remember this, right? But if both draft sites end up being more accurate than them after next year as well, then I can't fuck with them anymore. See, with, so with the number five, with the number four pick, where everybody thought Jada, Jaden Ivory was going to go number um, number four. Nope, the Sacramento Pinks, the Sacramento Kings, picked the small forward slash power forward out of Iowa, Keegan Murray. So again, I'm like, okay, okay. Jaden Ivory is falling. (sighs) 
And I wonder how many calls the Detroit suddenly started getting as, as it flooded in as Jaden Ivory literally fell right to them. Now, I'm telling you, there was, there was a couple of names I was really looking forward to and, and hoping that the Knicks may be able to acquire. And every single last one of those names ended up being taken off the board. And not only were some of them being taken off the board, one of them were even some of them were even taken by rivals. I ain't never fucking rivals. So the first one to go off the board is Jaden Ivory, right? Then Benedict on Benedict Arnold, Benedict Mathern, right? He was the consensus number seven pick. Everybody thought that, and he, and and that came out too. Then Portland, um, they grabbed Shaden Sharp. And hold on, where is my paper? And then comes. There we go. And then comes one of the first, one of the other guys I was looking out for, which was Dyson Daniels. Right, he's another name that popped up on my radar. I was, I was curious to see if he would, if he would fall. That didn't happen. Right, he ends, he ends up being drafted right here by New Orleans. Jeremy Sokin, he ends up being drafted by San Antonio, the number ninth pick. Right after that. Johnny Davis, somebody else that I, that, that we were looking at as a as a Knicks fan, hope if he were to drop, that is, was also a Johnny Davis, right, out of Wisconsin. Nope, Johnny Davis didn't end up falling. He ended up being gra- grabbed by Washington, right in the pick right before that. So now here comes the New York Knicks, right, with number eleventh pick. And with the number 11th pick, they draft... Is that who was at a college? They draft Usman Dieng. But not before we end up finding out that Usman Dieng out of New Zealand is being traded over... Is that is being sent to Oklahoma City. The New York Knicks have, have traded... Um, have agreed to a trade that was... And they didn't know for future draft picks. That's what they first said. Future draft picks. Then you come to find out there's three future draft picks. So so, so this is the Madden part. They're like, damn, Knicks. Okay, you traded out of the spot. Now, I expected to hear about the Knicks being um, getting um, being getting the draft spot right after that because Oklahoma City was on the, was on the board right after that, and they grabbed Jalen Williams. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Well, you have to remember, guys, the New York Knicks were looking at a guy, or it was slate, as I talk about the 11th pick, and I'm talking about Usman Deng going to, to Oklahoma City. Well, the New York Knicks was, was, was projected to draft a guy named A.J. Green, who was a small forward out of Duke that they thought could really help the Knicks out, especially when it comes to scoring. Right, because he's a decent, he's a good scorer, and the Knicks could really add some scoring onto their. I'm coming, don't worry. <laughs> the Knicks could add some scoring up on onto their team. Well, they don't draft that individual. They 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 they, they move out of the pick. They, they it isn't a swap for Oklahoma City at first. That's my cue. At first, you hear that all they're doing is getting three for um all all they're getting is free um. Three future first-round picks. 
which kind of eased the blow a little bit because then you could be like, okay, I see what you're doing here, right? Because all of the good teams, and, and this is the point I had to calm Knicks fans down about, all of the good teams of the past that are in decent places now, right? Some of them, not, not all of them, right? But but some of them, this is exactly what they did and how they stored it off, right? And I'm going to particularly look at Boston, for instance. You have to remember, it was accumulating picks and getting picks that got them Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum with eight, and, and, and able to build that core that just went to an NBA championship. Let's not forget, it's through the draft that Miami builds their core as well. When you talk about the, that the kind of franchise that you want to be, all of these guys are built through their franchise. San Antonio Spurs, Golden State Warriors, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, all built, right? But the Knicks, they, they move out of the spot, and they, and they didn't go, and they didn't swap spots. And this completely, completely blew my mind because it took me about three picks later for me to realize, yo, Knicks, you're not going to have a pick in the first round at all? At all, at all. I was like, man, it's going to be a tough one to swallow. Like, I don't know. Because already, not for nothing, Nick fans, I, I know that you're out here blowing your stack and you're here doing the over-exaggeration game. And I feel you. And I knew today was going to be a day of that. And I'm still saying, you know what? It's still a bigger picture there. Trust me. I knew this was going to be a hard a hard move to swallow. I haven't fully paused. I, I haven't fully accepted it. But we have to kind of see where things are going. Now, not a suit game that was that, that came out this year. I really enjoyed. I ain't gonna lie, and I and part of the reason why I enjoyed a lot of those suits, a lot of those suits were things that I would wear as a ring announcer to a wrestling event. <laughs> oh man, I really, really enjoyed a lot of those suits. Now. Let's get let's get back into this real quick, right? Because I'm gonna tell you the part that kind of like pissed me off. I'm gonna tell you the part that kind of really upset me. The guy that the New York Knicks were supposed to draft, supposedly, AJ Griffin. Well, AJ Griffin goes at pick number sixteen to the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm telling you right now, if AJ Griffin becomes a problem, if he is a baller, if he does his thug thizzle in Atlanta. And we have to now see this motherfucker along with Trash Young. Like, right? I am going to lose my cool that they drafted out of this fucking pick to get three future first round picks that I end up finding out that all of them are so fucking protected that none of them equate to a top 10 pick. Or none of them will equate to a top 10 pick. These motherfuckers is so goddamn protected. You would have thought they just won presidency of the goddamn United States. So I don't get it. But what? But there are things in there that I do get, right? There are a few things that I do get. Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good? Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good? There we go. Much better. Much better. Much better. Right, so one of the things I can see, right, as, as you start looking at it, they found a way to dump Kimball Walker's contract, which is what which is one of the things Knicks fans have wanted them to do. And dumping Kimball Walker's contract got you three first round picks. 
Okay, you moved out of this draft. Okay, I get it. But you dump. But one of the things that happened, you dumped Kimball Walker's contract. They found a way to do that. Kimball Walker's going to get himself bought out. Now what you've also done, though, right? And Knicks fans, you have to you you have to constantly look at it. Remember, this is year three. I know Knicks fans, you're thinking about it in the long haul. Oh my God. It has been since 1999. Since the New York has been since 1980. It has been since 1971. We don't got shit to do with 1971. These kids playing right now ain't got shit to do with 1999. These people playing right now ain't got nothing to do with the mellow era. This is their era. This is their right now. And in their right now, this is this has been a process that has only started three years ago. And in the third year, they're still making good moves to position themselves for a better future. One of the things the New York Knicks haven't had over the years has been draft picks to draft young talent. What do we have an overabundance of? Draft picks to draft young talent. What's also something the New York Knicks have, haven't had? Oh, draft picks to possibly entice another team to trade for additional talent. Well, what do they have? They have draft picks to try to entice a team to try to draft. Trade for additional t- talent. And are you talking about at where, in a, in a sense, you don't have to hopefully gut your whole team to try to bring over somebody talented? You're saying that that doesn't have to happen anymore. Maybe they have to give up two guys. Maybe they have to give up one veteran, one young guy, and maybe two of these picks that they just acquired. If it's the right veteran, Right, you don't mind because there's at least there's at least two, three more veterans on this team that we're trying to get rid of. A couple of them we we, we can stomach, few uh, two of them we can't. If they get rid of the right veteran, may, maybe have to give up one young talent and a draft pick. They understand you're trying to constantly find bargaining chips while still not handicapping and throwing away your future. And I want to say as far as when it comes to when it comes to picks, ultimately draft picks and having the ability to acquire young talent and maybe even possibly use some of these picks to acquire what's the word I'm looking for? More known talent. Right? More consistent talent. You have that too. So I know Knicks fans right now, you're, you're blowing your cool. I haven't heard Stephen A. Smith because I don't want to hear that motherfucker. I listened to him over the weekend. You guys got my first initial reaction. I haven't listened to anybody. You know what I'm trying to say. I haven't watched any of these television programs. But let's wait and see. Like, honestly, because you have, you can't, you can't sit here and not tell me, Knicks fans, that at bare minimum, you're still not intrigued. At bare minimum, you can't tell me that you are not kind of anxious to see what the fuck are they going to do with all these goddamn picks with the moves that they've been doing. I'm intrigued. I'm not disappointed. I'm a little... I'm a, I'm a little upset because I'm because I'm, I'm confused. 
But I'm also intrigued. I'm confused because they didn't do the conventional thing. But I'm also intrigued now. Let's see how good this front office is going to plan on being. Let's see if we start talking about them like like how we talk about some of these other franchises that accumulate talent and and or accumulate draft picks and accumulate talent and then find ways to 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 flip guys into better talent. Because even unless he fucked up last year, and they also realized as a GM, I can't do show. I there's only so much I can do to please my head coach. These veteran guys that he was liking, they ain't gonna cut it. Like Kimmel Walker was nice for the locker room, but I, I, you, you have enough veteran guys. Like you can't, uh, to be honest with you, you can't allow Tom Thibodeau more than three veteran guys on your on, on his squad. That's it, three veteran guys. And we already know that two spots are revert or are, are, are reserved for 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 Derrick Rose and one for I'm forgetting um, Taj Gibson. Like one of them needs to become an assistant coach already to free up another spot. If if he still if he still hell bent on keeping Alex Burke and Nelson Noels. Or Evan Fournier and Nelson's Noels. But he but he's not allowed to have more than three veterans on his team. Anything more than that, his love for experienced players thinking that, oh, these experienced players are gonna give me the best chance to win. Is going to supersede what you guys are trying to do because that's his natural instinct. Folks, I want to thank you guys for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I think I have given you more than enough of a podcast today. We will be back. Folks. We will be back Monday, regular time, 8, 8 7 p.m., and we'll and we'll dive more into this draft. We'll talk about the second half of, of, of the first round of the draft and see if there was anybody else in that second round um, that we may have may have liked as well. I ended up watching the whole entire draft that night. Was up way was up way too late. The New York Knicks end up picking up another dookie in the second round. We'll get into all that and more next time on the Mighty Sports Podcast. I just want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys continue to catch a wave that never subsides. So shout out to the boy Toby a Wigway for that one. But but also continue to transform yourself into the kind of person that you want to work from you. That's boy, that's the best words from your boy Mighty. But also, hey yo, DJ Mighty, can you? Drop the that beat or drop the outro so I can stop rambling. Sorry, B. I tried. But did you though? Honest. Okay. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag. No lag. Gonna share my talents with Pod B Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved my. Get camera off my face! Potted down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. <laughs> Tired, B. Tired. My team. <laughs> Sports. I didn't push it to the website, of course. Okay, everybody.